On this episode of Carolina Sports Talk, we talk about the NBA playoffs, second round getting started, the next generation of the NBA superstars, what's next for our teams, and a whole bunch more. Let's start the show. Another all-new episode of Carolina Sports Talk starts now. Welcome back. Welcome back. We are back again with you guys, even if we're sad right now. We out here. It's your man, Big Cliff. Welcome back to another episode of Carolina Sports Talk. As always, you can check us out on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line, Cliff at carolinasportstalk.net, or you can find us on the social media. Yeah, we out here sad. Once again, I'm joined by my guy, DJ Highstar. Holla at the people, bro. Go New York, go New York, go. <laughs> La La Land, L A L A. We are out here with the sad face, y'all. It's 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 terrible, man. Bro, both of our teams are home. <laughs> As many of you know by now, the Los Angeles Lakers lost their first round playoff to the Phoenix Suns, and I'm sad about it. Your Knicks lost their first round to the Atlanta, I started to say Falcons, the Atlanta Hawks. Um, I'm not that sad. You're not that sad? I am. I'm exactly. heartbroken. Of course you could. Of course. It should be. should be. Um, yeah, but, yeah, 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 I mean, we discussed that. And, by the way, you know, my picks, there's, there's, there's fewer um, sports commentators and, and um, you know, experts out there that have worse picks than me sports-wise. So, you know, I just go with my heart, and that's what we went with. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hard before broken. we jump into those a little, a little, a little further, let's go ahead and take a look at the uh, the last couple of scores of the games or the most recent games. Sure. If you want to jump in with the East, yeah, absolutely. Um, Trey Young and the gang uh, took care. Well, the Hawks rather took care of the Sixers, one twenty eight to one twenty four, to get a one nothing lead in that series. They'll be playing this evening, um, and then the Bucks and the Nets. The Nets. It must be hunting season for the Nets because they they took down them Bucks. 125 to 86, and they're actually leading the series two to nothing. Uh, so the Bucks got some work to do. Over in the West, the Clippers took care of the Dallas Mavericks, finished them off in seven, winning the first home game of the series, 126 to 111. And then we also got the first game of the second round with the Phoenix Suns defeating the Denver Nuggets, 122 to 105. So, bro. Of the games that have taken place so far, what kind of stands out to you the most, or do you want to go straight into the Knicks and? No, I'm the Dallas series. The Dallas okay. Clippers series was a great series, um, very entertaining as advertised. Kawhi showed up um, and you know d- did what he had to do, but you know, and we'll talk about this later. But Luca definitely left his his, his mark um, on that series and stuff. Um, also. Uh, Lillard's performance in in losing efforts, like all these players showing out and losing efforts, um, really stood out. Yeah, exactly. Um, for me, I think the most recent game that kind of pops out at me because you know 
I don't have the enthusiasm that I once had now that my Lakers are out. But the Knicks and the Bucks, man, Giannis them boy don't even look like they the same team from the first round, bro. Like, I don't know. Uh, you mean the Hawks and the Bucks, or did you mean to say was that a Freudian slip, or did you mean to say the Knicks and the Bucks? Did I say I said Hawks? You said the Knicks. Nets. My oh, bad. the Nets and the Bucks. The yeah, Nets. The Nets. I thought. Okay, I said you might have said Nets then. I might have just misheard it. Yeah, nah. Okay. You no, know, because I specifically mean them boys who've been up there collecting all them infinity stones, man. Absolutely. They, <laughs> the offense, because like their defense isn't even that swarming. And it wasn't in the first game. In the second game, they kind of they kind of busted them a little bit um, when they only scored 86 points to 86 to 185, 125. But in that first game, it's like every time they would score a bucket, then they'd go back and score three. They try to score three, then they score two twos back to back. It's like their offense is just really too much. Even KD without is Harden. crazy. Listen, it, Kyrie and Katie, because in the first game, James Harden went out in the first less minute or so, right. like 56 seconds. And I, big big ups to him. I hope he gets better soon. Because like with the Lakers out, man, I kind of want to root for the bad guys now. Like I want either Atlanta or them. I want some. Mm-hmm. I want somebody who's a air quote villain to mm-hmm. to get out here and make some noise with it, man. But yeah, that game stuck out to me. Um, the the Suns, if if they, oh, I don't want them to win because I want Chris Paul to be out early enough that he can sit home and think about it and say, realize I probably need to be in LA next year. I need to go ahead and be a Laker. So I don't really I want them to narrative. win. If he wins, if he wins the championships, he might bump his head and try to stay there, Bo. Like I, I don't, I don't really want that. I want him to come on to LA. Chris Chris Paul, if you are listening, CP three, uh, Cliff Paul's brother, if you are listening, <laughs> sir. I want you to just pull up and just come on to L.A. where you belong. You should have been here. So come on home, man. Perfect segue. <laughs> so the Los Angeles Lakers, man. Oh, my gosh. We have fallen short. And I know a lot of people have kind of given us the excuse of, yes, we've had injuries throughout the year um, to a lot of major players and a lot of our top one flight guys really were out a lot of the years. You know, we had uh, – Kuzma, who was gone for a while, the, the bald eagle lost some time. Even the German, he he was seemed like every other month was out with some type of proto- COVID protocol stuff. So the question was a uh, was raised: Where do we go from here? So on this episode today, I am going to tell you what my Lakers need to do, and I want to know what your Knicks need to do next year. But can I interject on the Lakers? Can I speak on the no Lakers? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, because. This is my favorite time and least favorite time of the season, of the NBA season. And um, it's not, contrary to popular belief, it's not because, like, my teams aren't in the playoffs or aren't in the go. It's because of the banter that you hear on um, on on TV, right? So, okay. ultimately, being an NBA fan for close to 30 years now, uh, you realize there's one champion at the end of each season. Mm-hmm. Everybody can't get to the chip. Now, I'm going to tell you the difference between Lakers fans and LeBron fans, okay? Okay. <laughs> a Laker fan is going to tell you, sure, like you just mentioned, injury. You were top heavy on injuries just now. You didn't mention anything about shaking up a big roster or doing anything like that. And I'm going to tell you the difference. Hold on. LeBron fans will tell you every season that he doesn't win the championship at the end of the season – why team. he didn't, yeah, what pieces he was missing <laughs> and why he didn't make it because this guy and that guy and the support, he has no supporting role. And at the beginning of each season or in the preseason of each season, 
they're talking about the same thing and and proceed to get whatever team he's on proceeds to get any free agent mm-hmm. that they mm-hmm. want and moves at whatever speed that they want, whatever um, you know, with with acquiring talent. So they basically instantly put him in the GM mode and and start making moves and shaking stuff for and, him and, with the excuse of why it wasn't his fault. And knowing that you're a Laker fan is not your fault as as a Laker fan. But y'all had a, a, a ushering in of a bunch of LeBron fans, of course, whenever he joined the Lakers. Bandwagon so, got heavy, and it's not even—I mean, it's bandwagon, but it's again, it's it's a new it's a new day where you have super fans of superstars mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. team, you know, the traditional team fans. And it's funny you say that. I thought about that um, for a topic for another show, with the differences in how there's all this player. Um, Weight and and then players have more of the autonomous decision making ability now. That's also caused some really change, some really big changes in fandom. I think if you, if you look at MLB, MLB has a, some loyal fans when it comes to teams. the teams. It, college football is the prime example because there's always that quick four year turnaround. You're loyal to your team, no matter who comes to coaches, who a team, what players may leave. Even with the transfers starting to come up, you're fine. You're, you, you've got grandparents and uncles and aunts and brothers who've gone to schools who are fans of these schools. So those generational ties are not going to change. But with major league football, uh, for, with professional football, and with the National Basketball Association, it's changing. Teams with yeah. players change. Play, folks coming in and liking players. And when that player is starting to bounce teams a bunch, they're going in now. They're fans of different teams. Absolutely. So yeah, it's 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 a, it's a good topic for another day, man. But there are some LeBronites who are just different. <laughs> I got to take a take a moment of pause and shout out, give a shout out to the birds who seem to want to be singing loudly. Uh, we are recording, as you can hear, in nature today. It was such a pretty day. We, you mm-hmm. know, what I'm saying, we was like, yo, let's pull up and do some sports right, outside. Outside in so, Rock Hill, South Carolina. <laughs> so if you hear the birds, they just wanted to be a part of the show, and you too can be a part of the show if you hit us up on Cliff at carolinasportstalk.net. Ask us any of your questions, if you've got topics, if you want to tell us how right we were about something or how wrong we may be about something. Hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line and we can get you to be a part of the show as well. So what do the Lakers need next season to be able to get to the next level? The first thing, as Rob Palenka has already come out and said, keep the core together. Now, what do I define as the core? Okay. LeBron James is a part of the core. Anthony Davis is a part of the core. Rob Palenka himself is a part of the goal, part of the core. Everyone else can go. When I tell you everyone else, Kyle Kuzma, sir, you were one of the remnants of the team with Kobe. We appreciate your contributions. We missed the gold hair. See ya. HKT, or, or, or HTH, or THT, right. Tyler Horton okay. Tucker. Okay. Okay. Yeah, bye. <laughs> Even my dog uh, uh, Caruso, bye. Everybody's on the table if it makes some options and makes good sense for a trade down the road. We don't really have the draft capital because of the trade from Anthony Davis, so we are really legitimately going to have to start looking at some assets and then build and get some big players. What I would love to see happen is a package deal of Kuzma, Horton Tucker, my guy Alex Caruso, and a form of six man of the year um, uh, with the dreads, uh, 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 Montrez Harrell. And we send them and our 2027 first round pick, our 2027 second round pick, our 2028 first round pick, all for Mr. Dame Dollar. And it's 2021 right now. Yeah, That's how far down we got <laughs> before we have any first round picks, bro. But, I mean, they'll, they'll take them because they picks. They're first round picks. But if you add Dame with his playmaking ability, with his three-point shot, 
this dude has range inside half court, shooting from the logo. You put him with LeBron and alongside Anthony Davis, and me and you could go fill out the roster, bro. They could pay us the uh, first-year league rookie minimum, and we just stand up and take a body and get six files and go win the championship ring. I, I hate to say this, bro, but I just there's not enough space on the court for that. Doc, what do you mean? LeBron doesn't have to be the point guard with that. He can go and actually be in, inside. He can go and stand out on the wing. Dog, the, oh, man. imagine him playing the role that the German pro played this year. It's like the, literally the same role, upgraded times 12. It's like if you could buy the Madden pack and then go to get the extra creative player, player points and just go ahead and contribute those in, and automatically you are now that much better. It instantly makes us better. I saw some um, something on uh, Instagram today where somebody was saying that the Lakers should, there seems to be mutual interest between Russell Westbrook and the Los Angeles Lakers. That is absolutely not what we need. We need shooters. We need guys who are going to be able to space the floor to be spot up. Hey, LeBron's making a play. They're going to double team him. Bong. Now you got the ball. Knock it down. Let's go back on the other side and play defense. We need shooters. Russell Westbrook is not a shooter. Now you want to talk about not having the space. You put Russell Westbrook in there with LeBron and with Anthony Davis, and now we don't have enough balls, pause, or enough space on the court for that to work. Your opinion. <laughs> He's sitting I, there shaking his head at yeah, me, Yeah, because, yeah, it, you know, I, it, it's going to get back to that what does LeBron need conversation, and uh, this is going to be built around LeBron, LeBron, and then you got the load management that goes on and all of that, and it's, it's just not... You know, again, it gets away from building any kind of core with the team. You just said, like, y'all next first round picks available since 2027. <laughs> like, this is like eliminating any kind of, like, farm system or, or kind of cultivating and curating talent from the inside. And, like, and again, when Kuzma came in, to remind you, it was really the year that bon Lonzo came in. And a lot of them, they were all trying to fend for um, just the roster spot. And, I mean, he worked hard to stay on the roster. Not only that, but to stay on the roster through that Lonzo Ball trade, um, through plenty of trades, Julius Randle getting out of there, Jordan Clarkson. Like, you know, he, he stayed around and, and, and kept the roster spot. Um, you know, so I don't – every time that we bring up what the Lakers need is more so about what LeBron needs, and that's – Ripping away the assets and stuff that y'all built up over the years. I, and I could agree with you if LeBron was a 28-year-old athlete, if he was a 30-year-old athlete. But coming up on year 19 in the league or 18, whatever it is for him coming up, he's on the decline. We saw it this year with his health when he, when he got hurt and what the team looked like without him. Yes, there is going to be a time in the near future where we are going to need to be looking at the future and if Anthony Davis is going to be that guy that can, can continue to carry us forward. But right now, we need to win. We need to put the players around LeBron that fit who he is now and win. We, everything that we did this year, when we got uh, uh, Harold, <laughs> Montrez Harold, when we upgraded to the German, those were all both moves to kind of upgrade because they wanted somebody who would be Rondo-esque, but a little bit younger, a little bit faster, to be able to help take that load off of LeBron. And he didn't fit the build this year. So, I, I, I honestly believe we need to go and get these shooters. 
One other person who, I, and I'm not sure his contract situation, but I feel like Seth Curry would be an amazing fit for us next year. He's not somebody who, not a guard that needs to have the ball in his hand. He can if the if if it requires, but he's also mm. going to be a knockdown spot up shooter, a three and D player who is going to be an amazing could be an amazing fit for us. You like that one? Yeah, yeah, I like I like <laughs> that suggestion definitely. Yeah, and see that's the kind of thing that we're we're we're, we're really looking for. Um, while we're talking about the NBA, we also want to give a shout out to Nikola, uh, Nikola Jokic. Jokic. <laughs> the Joker has won his MVP this year for the season. Uh, this is breaking news, uh, getting ready to come out for, on ESPN. So y'all, y'all are probably already here by the time that the show comes out. But the, the Joker has released his show. Uh, got his. Uh, it's been released that he's won an MVP. So mm. shout out to him. Coach of the year while we're giving a yeah, shout out, shout out to the to the Knicks, Coach Tibbs, Mr. Defense himself. Uh, got to turn a 20 wins turnaround for you guys this year and won the coach of the year as well. So speaking of, I guess we can yes, segue into what the Knicks segue, need. Segue, yeah. Um I don't know. But look <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, I like I like how Nerland's um kind of was hustling this this season and you know Taj Gibson, but if we could get us a, a young spry big, like a true big, not the three four hybrids that we have, um, like Knox and Toppin and you know Randall of course, but a, a true five, and then also a true one, like like a you know like a big name one, a big time one, that that you know there's gonna there's gonna be a name like no offense Give me one. to. I don't know any kind of contract situations and stuff like that, but okay. you know, uh, you know, I, I love Drew Holiday. Mm. I, I like, um, of course, like uh, look, a, a, a Russ or a Dame Lillard or somebody like that would mm. be, you know, show stopping and, and you know, box office. But what would we have to give up? You ready you know, for a closet that? pick for y'all that I wouldn't be surprised to see? Dennis Schroeder. A good Schroeder. Okay. Okay. He, I think he would fit what what the Lake what the Lakers what the Knicks want to do. Um, hopefully, he would play better for you guys. Kind of how Danny Green left, and he's he's been balling this year yeah. in Philly. Um, he hit more threes than he did with us winning the championship. But that's neither here nor there. So um, yeah, that's that's the Knicks for us. I, I'm gonna keep it short and sweet. Okay, I believe that this year is going to be one of the most fruitful years for you guys. There have been players that have wanted to play in New York, but the Knicks have just been the Knicks and not been. Uh, it been an, honestly an attractive franchise for a lot of guys, and so they that made them want to go to Brooklyn or made them want to stay out of New York completely. But with the culture that has, and we've speak, spoken about it weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and hammered it in, culture, culture, culture makes a difference. But in reality, it it, it does. And so when 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 that culture has been established the way that it is now, I don't mind. I don't think I see folks mind and coming to New York. So it's gonna be exciting for you guys. You're definitely on the upswing. Um, it's going to be interesting for both of us to see what happens next with our teams as they move forward. And uh, similar thought, as we're moving forward, um, we've been seeing some amazing ball from a lot of these young players this year. Absolutely. And I want you to, before you introduce this topic, I want you to read this tweet. I kind of kept it. I retweeted this uh, earlier this week, uh, but it's from rapper Farrell Munch. I wanted you to read it on air, um, kind of put you Go on ahead. the spot here. Oh, you want me to read it on yeah, air? Yeah, yeah. If you're true basketball, if you're if, <laughs> so you could have read it. <laughs> if you're a true basketball fan, this is the most remarkable skilled execution of the game in quite some time. Joker, Booker, Kyrie, Luker, 
Luca, Luca, <laughs> Embiid, Donovan Mitchell. This is some unprecedented stuff. Hashtag parody. Yeah, I mean, but what did what was we talking about last week? The whole theme of of last week's kind of NBA conversation was parody. Yeah, that it's been balanced. <laughs> See, so they're out here listening. That I was like, they're out here, they're out here listening <laughs> to Carolina sports talk, bro. <laughs> but yeah, as we go back to what we get ready to transition to, a couple of those names on the list, they, they scream it. These guys are playing at another at another level, and they're 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 the young guys. They're the guys who two three years in the league are really starting to come into their own. And they are the next generation. Uh, and, and really, it's kind of impressive to me to take a look at two in particular, Luka Doncic and Trey Young. Now, important to say, Luka is no longer in the tournament right now, however, right. but go ahead. Trey Young, honestly, on, after I'd be surprised if they get past Philly. Even with a hurt and bead, I'd be surprised. But these guys are the next level. Luka and reminds fearless. me. And, oh, the heart that they've exhibited in these playoffs really shows a maturation in both players. Now, we know that Luka has played for a number of years professionally prior to coming to the NBA. Trey Young, his one season at Oklahoma, took a little bit of time to grow up. But these guys are here. These guys are literally the next faces of the, of the not just their franchise, but of the league. I can see Luka being the next uh, uh, Larry Bird, bro. Like, his dribbling ability, his shot capacity, the, the three-point range that he possesses to be able to be ball dominant, to be able to spread it, just his basketball IQ overall. You can literally tell that this boy has been playing professional basketball since he was 16 years old, man. And, and, and to know that as he grows, he's going to get better. If he, oh, can you imagine him Relax, with another man. superstar in Dallas? bro? I don't even like Dallas like that, bro, but like, dog, he is like that, man, for mm -hmm. real. Um, and while we're doing that, you know, again, shout out to Sumter's very own and son of Claflin University alumni, uh, John Morant. So, uh, you know, shout out to John Morant. <laughs> John is definitely in that class with him, and the future looks good for the National Basketball Association. These guys are really, really, really like that, man, and we're excited for what, what's to come from them. So as we get ready to move forward, we're looking at what's next in the NFL. As you may have heard this week, some big trade news. There's a new, another guy going to his next team, Mr. Julio Jones. Thank you, Lord. Is no longer an Atlanta Falcon. Now, we made some estimations, some guesstimates, if you would, last week. Uh, I know New England was floated out there. We know that uh, Seattle, he was in talks with Mr. Russell Wilson. But in reality, he went to the AFC and is now a Tennessee Titan. Man, for football fans of the AFC, man, y'all better be watching out, bro. Uh, Kansas City, you are on alert. Baltimore, you are on alert. New Indiana England. Indianapolis, what you was trying to do. Uh, dog, all of them, everybody, y'all are on alert. The Tennessee Titans are like that. So I, I've got a unique position on this simply because my brother, shout out to my brother Ian Burnett, is a Titans fan, hardcore. The way I go for Carolina, he rocks hard for the Tennessee Titans. Pause. So I watched them just off the strength of being ready to talk trash about him, to him, about his team. Last year, they were solid. Defensively, they've got some linebackers that are studs. Their ends are like that. Their offense was with Ryan Tannehill and with Derrick Henry, the human bowling ball, mm -hmm. Mr. Derrick Henry, 2,000 yards for the second consecutive season. And even A.J. Brown, their number one wide receiver. He was a, a quality wide receiver, good off getting off the route, off the line of scrimmage. Um, they could not press him because his bump and goal was just tremendous. The one way that they were able to silence him through the majority of the year last year was that he was double teamed often. And even in some instances, triple teamed. 
you now have Mr. Julio Jones on the other side. This offense, they're not going to be able to load the box. <laughs> You're funny because you were looking to see if I had my chain on. <laughs> nah, no, not at all. I just, yeah. Uh, I was wondering where that accent came from. Julio Jones? And he's not even Hispanic, but either way. Uh, <laughs> but if you got Julio on one side and you've got AJ on the other, you can't load the box. So now you've got Derrick Henry that can go and, and, and just get off. So if you want to say you want to put nine in, in the box, that's fine. Stop, stop him. Who are you going to stop on the outside? You're going to leave Julio one-on-one or you're going to leave AJ one-on-one? Because Ryan Tannehill, quiet as it's kept, his numbers surpassed that of one Mr. Uh, Patrick Mahomes for the last 13 games of the season yes, last year. He had a higher QBR and a higher uh, reception rate than the, what many considered to be the MVP if Aaron Rodgers hadn't played out of his mind last season. So the Tennessee Titans are going to be like that, bro. Yeah. You, you excited for for the AFC or? Yeah, I mean it always makes for good. Uh, it always makes for good football whenever the the Titans are good. And I mean, like you said, quietly they've been one one or two pieces away from being like elite. So we're gonna see how they execute this season. Definitely. And so we, we we're gonna keep an eye on them. But shout out to Mr. Julio Jones. And I know we talked about numbers last week. AJ Brown tried to give up the number eleven to Julio. Uh, he's actually had that number in Atlanta since he came in the league. Many of us know he played, he used the number uh, eight when he was at Alabama, but when he came in, the league rules still prohibited that. So we'll keep an eye on it because right now the only number eight that the Tennessee Titans have on their uh, roster is an undrafted, restricted free agent punter, backup punter. There's a chance that he probably won't have that number if Julio wants that. So <laughs> we want to give a shout out to Julio Jones. He got that money, too. So they're reworking the restructuring the deals of Ryan Tannehill uh, to, to go ahead and free up some money to make sure that Julio gets what he needs. So we want to take you take a pause to remind you guys that if you want to participate in the show, if you want to have your emails read, give us a shout out on Cliff at carolinasportstalk.net. That allows you the chance to join in with us, as mentioned. If you want to talk about your favorite sports team, if you've got a player that we need to profile at, at a college near you, if you just know somebody is up and coming from the Carolinas, give us an email, let us know about it, and we'll make sure we give you the shout-out on the air. At this time, we're going to move forward. It's time for Quick Hits. Our first one is going to jump out to us. The number one Oklahoma team is going to face off the number 10 Florida State uh, after they both survived the loser brackets to face off in the Women's College World Series final. Now, typically, we wouldn't be hitting on women's softball, but this year has been some amazing play. We had a Absolutely. near Cinderella story with, with the, the JMU uh, Dukes uh, taking it to on that, yeah, the Oklahoma yeah. Sooners, man. What you thought about that game? Um, you know, we were we were both watching it, um, and yeah, it was an amazing game. It, but but while we're in quick hits, it brought this question up for me: Which women's sport do you enjoy the most, collegiately or professionally? Mm. See, I'm a fan of women's basketball, and I know a Likewise. lot of a lot of it had to do with the the Gamecock women playing the way that they have been. Um, but even watching the Las Vegas Aces um, since Troy got drafted, um, Asia since Asia Wilson got drafted number one overall. Just watching them really kind of got me interested in the, in the sport. I don't know the players like I know in NBA, but the, the women play with a tenacity. Even uh, Shanae Obumakui, one of my favorite players who plays for the L.A. Sparks, just the way that she plays the game and then is still committed to her craft as a broadcaster. Uh, these women are dope, man. And so I, I, women's basketball and softball are probably my favorite, too. Got you. Soccer is probably top for me mm. um, from when, you know, um, 
me and him and all of them was doing their thing. Ever since then, kind of, I paid attention to women's soccer and then and then women's basketball, of course, all levels. Um, really fascinating. High school women's basketball really fascinates me, honestly. And, and okay. you know, I, I, it's about execution a lot of times at that level. So, you know, the standouts really stand out. And it, it, it's always great action, honestly. But, um, yeah, college women's basketball and uh, professional women's basketball as well. Shout out to the WNBA. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and so, yeah, the, the, the number one Oklahoma Sooners will be taking on the Florida State Seminoles. Uh, and what it just promises to be a good final championship. I know I watched the I've watched the championships primarily. I'm not a regular season kind of guy for softball, but the championships going back to uh, my homie winning with uh, UCLA a few years later. That was pretty dope. And I, ex- I enjoyed that. So we're, we want to give a shout out to those women and hopefully it's a good tournament. We'll te- tell you a little bit about the final ones that comes through. Uh, moving on in quick hits, the USA beats Mexico 3-2 to two in the CONCACAF Nations League uh, this past Sunday. Uh, one of the things that stood out to me, bro, I actually watched the end of that match, and they were going wild in Denver, bro. The Mexican mm. team, because uh, who knew that there were a lot of Mexican fans in Denver, but they were out there deep, and as the U.S. took the lead on a penalty kick, they started throwing cups and and beer bottles and stuff, and the players were getting tagged. And it wasn't like the NBA where it was one guy threw a popcorn. It was like being showered onto the pitch, bro. And like the fans were just like doing it, and then the, the stands people were like, "Hey, stop that!" To the point where the plant fans, I mean the the players on the field on the pitch were like, "Hey, yeah, come on, give us what you got, give us what you got." And then they start unloading on them in multiple points of the zone. They literally had to stop play and say, "Please refrain from throwing anything on the field." It has been bananas to me to see how crazy things have been since fans really just got back into the stands. Yeah. And, and they want to throw things and be retarded or, and be wild. Excuse I'll me. Treat everything like WrestleMania. Listen, like that, the house and throwing stuff at the TV. But yeah, come on, fans, do better. But shout out to USA beating Mexico 3 2 2. So as we move forward in quick hits, uh, many camps are starting around the league, and Aaron Rodgers is a no-show in Green Bay. What do you think, bro? The writing's on the wall? Um, not necessarily, but quick hits. Um, look, man, I don't blame you, Aaron. You know? <laughs> they made their statements as an organization. You continue to make your statement as a player. One way or another, I am looking forward to uh, hopefully in just a few weeks where we get to play this. My guy Aaron Rodgers is going to get paid. Oh, yeah. Whether it be in Green Bay, whether it be in Chicago or San Francisco, wherever it is that he ends up and decides to play, he going to get that money. He getting paid. So lastly on quick hits, whoo, ooh, them boy been out there fighting. June 6th. June 6th, they was fighting. Go ahead and take that one, bro. Yeah, man. Showtime, pay-per-view, uh, crashed all the other Showtime um, online sites and everything online was show, and then cats that actually paid their fifty dollars couldn't see it. Where yeah, shout out to the bootleg it. site that I just literally found on Google. Listen, man, <laughs> I I won't give away my sources, but um, <laughs> Floyd Mayweather he hosted his you know match against uh, Logan Paul, uh, mm-hmm. the brother of Jake Paul, or both YouTube I suppose sensations. Um, yep, and then. Um, <laughs> Also, Chad Ochocinco was on the undercard, um, and he was fighting a, um, a MMA fighter. Mm-hmm. Um, you he, know. he avoided Nate Robinson narrowly. Right. He did get knocked <laughs> down. His momentum and his 
his pride got him back up quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as for the Floyd part of the fight, um, you know, Floyd, his, his face stayed clean. Um, and he, he tagged he tagged Logan Paul, but ultimately Logan Paul had about 50 pounds on, on uh, Floyd mm-hmm. and was laying on him the whole time. He had the youth, the length, and, and the hands on him. So, yeah, whole time it was just, it, it was a good fight. I think, like you said, Floyd underestimated him quick, a little too much, but for the most part, it was a good fight, and I'm looking forward to the next one. I know a lot of people don't like the YouTube stuff, but I'm with it. I, I enjoy them, boys, and I don't mind it at all. Just before we leave, I do want to go ahead and give a special shout-out to two people close to the Carolina Panthers family, uh, the first being Mr. T.J. Olsen, son of retired Panthers tight end Greg Olsen. He, had, he was born with a congenital heart defect. Uh, and he recently received a donor heart and went through his transplant. He is on the mend and healing quickly. Uh, so we want to give a shout out to TJ. Also to my guy, uh, Mr. James Owens, one of the largest Panthers fans I know. He was actually the president of the Columbia chapter of the Roaring Riot. Hashtag do you riot? If you don't know about it, you got to Google it and find out. But the Roaring Riot is the largest fan organization of any of the NFL teams sponsored and hosted by the Carolina Panthers. But James is a 20-year Army vet who was recently, di- well, last year diagnosed with T-cell lymphoma. He's currently, uh, to my understanding, in the ICU, and he's fighting for his life. So we want to give a special shout-out and a prayer up to my brother, Mr. James Owens. Bro, Absolutely. we love you. Thinking about you, man, and definitely prayers up for you prayers, and your family. Prayers. So, yeah, High Star, we appreciate it again, man. Uh, anything you want to let the people know before we get ready to get out of here? Yeah, absolutely, man. Just uh, make sure that you follow me at my DJ page at DJ underscore High Star, H-I-G-H-S-T-A-R, or my personal page, High Star Bars. Uh, but mainly my DJ page. Y'all show that some love at DJ underscore H-I-G-H-S-T-A-R. Absolutely, bro. Well, once again, this has been Carolina Sports Talk. I'm your man, Big Cliff. Make sure you check us out on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You can hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line, Cliff, at carolinasportstalk.net, or hit us up on Instagram, at Carolina Sports Talk. Appreciate you tuning in. Until next week, peace.